Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the absolute best and easiest way to host your podcast and get paid for it by running ads just like these. And take it from me, I've hosted at least seven of my podcasts on Anchor.fm. I recommend it to every show on our network. And other hosts are going to charge you upwards of $100 every year just to run your podcast on their host. Anchor.fm does it for free. So go check out Anchor.fm for more information. Robots Radio presents... to the cyberpunk lore cast where style is just as important as substance welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore news and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds i'm your host robots hey there cyberpunks Welcome back to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your host, as always, Robots, or Tom, and I am here with my co-host, Logan. Logan, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. I'm very excited for our episode today because, as you and I both know, and many of our listeners know, we just got the third Night City Wire just a few days ago, and this episode, we will be digging into the nitty-gritty, yummy details of Night City Wire and talking about our impressions and maybe some things that uh, you may or may not have noticed. So, buckle in. Uh, I don't know if seatbelts are a thing in 2077. Maybe you just have augments that keep you from flying through your car windshield. Um, but uh, get ready for this. We will be, and we'll be doing this on video. So as always, we are streaming this live. It's Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And we are streaming this. I will be showing clips from the video on the stream so that you can see things that we are talking about. If you can't check out the live stream for this, you're listening to it and you would rather see the video version, it will be up on the Robots Radio YouTube channel. So you can look for the link for that in the show notes. And if you are only listening to the audio version, we will do our best to describe what it is we're looking at. At, but I highly recommend at some point going back and looking through the uh, Night City Wire video again if you haven't or if you need more information about what we're talking about. So, Logan, let's why don't we just dive right in? Um, first of all, general impressions. What were your general impressions of this as a whole? Not too much into any specifics. This, like watching this over and over again, I started to get emotional because what they were talking about with the world and the buildings and just how they've kind of designed everything and the details that they put into it. Like last week we talked about just the, the wanting to go and actually see just how immersive this world, how much ambient noise there would be around with people and, and seeing this video and having them dive into that, man, I, I just, I, I absolutely fell in love. I can't wait for this game. It's, it's ridiculous, but this was, 
this was a really cool Nightwire, and especially with some of the tie-ins that they had at the end for the community. Like I wasn't expecting yeah. that, and the whole PC rig contest that they're that they're doing the finalists for that was really cool. I'm glad that they're that they're recognizing that in the video so that people know to like, hey, there's an illustration one going on right now. They they yeah. are going to showcase people that do stuff with it. So I love it. It's so cool. Yeah, I, I was really happy that in. we got this, and I'm looking yeah it's it's nice it's a nice kind of thing i hope they do that with like the the cosplay and stuff because there's been some awesome cosplay lately too very true very true how and, about you um yeah I've, i i think this was generally pretty good it was a little shorter than i think i expected it to be um but kind of quick mm. and to the point uh i i do enjoy the community stuff i did highlight a number of the entries into that uh case building uh, design contest yeah. uh, i have a video where i picked out like 10 of my favorites that weren't any of these finalists so if you want to see what some of the other contestants were doing you can go look that up on the robots radio youtube channel um but yeah i think overall i was uh pretty satisfied with it i especially liked the details uh being able to see a little bit more into each of the gangs and especially more about the city itself i think was probably the biggest highlight for me uh but we're going to get into that a little bit we are we have uh specific parts of the video to highlight as we go through this and we're just gonna kind of go through in order of the things that happened in the video and show them to you guys so here let's talk about first of all we have Richard Knight who shows up in this video and I'm gonna put this up on screen for you so here we go oh did it pull in the right there we go there's Richard Knight for you Richard Knight as you guys know if you've listened to the episode of the podcast is the namesake of the city and here we have some footage of him with what looks like a little bit of augments a cyberpunky kind of suit um, and this this brought uh, Logan and I to have a conversation before the show about is he supposed to be alive still or is this footage from something that happened in the 90s because he dies in 1998 so is this pre cyberpunk world but still kind of cyberpunk world with some augments is this a representation of him that's kind of in the world is this from a documentary we don't really know what do you think? I think you I think you convinced me, honestly, like we had the discussion. And I was wondering if maybe they had retconned the character for some story elements. But I'm going to be honest, man, I, I honestly think that you you had nailed it. I think that the way that they presented the video was really good at trying to identify what Night City is. And one of the little like, you know, interview questionnaires that they're all like, who is this mysterious guy who happened to be the founder of Night City? Like, I think you nailed it. I think they are pulling old video of him back from when he was alive or even maybe this is just someone that we don't know. And, and uh, Richard Knight is just in reference because this is the person asking the questions or um, a descendant. I like that. Maybe that it's suit. a descendant of. Yeah, um, could be. Too. I don't know that yeah. he had descendants. It, I, I can't remember back from the episode I did on him if he actually had any uh, children. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we're going to get some sort of interactive or not interactive, maybe even just a video of like the history of Night City at some point um, where maybe he will be yeah. referenced and we'll see clips of him. That's my guess. 
So. Yeah, I, I think it would be really fun to have something like that, you know, especially just to kind of give a broad overscope of, of Night City for people that aren't initiated into the lore. If you're starting up the game and they're like, hey, here's a, you know, here's all the, the top TV shows on Night City right now. And, oh, there's a an, a, a retrospective on who Richard Knight is and, and uh, mm-hmm. just like what, what he did to make Night City as amazing as it is and why we should be grateful. It's like the founders of, of our of our great city kind of thing but yeah that'd be cool kind of have a good introduction to it right so next on on my list are some things that i noticed in uh the videos over this next portion where they were talking about uh night city and and some of the you know the dev conversation about it they had a lot of these clips that kind of played multiple times um one of them here is uh this cityscape where you can see and i'm going to talk about this in the next clip as well this monorail being built it looks like there's a monorail system that runs through the city which is interesting i wonder if some of the our adventures will take place on actual moving monorail cars that could be a thing but then uh check this out right here in the center the ads i love the advertisements and you can see more of these types of advertisements in the um the book the cyberpunk uh graphic book that talks about some of the history and and stuff they have these little advertisements all over it um if you're interested in picking one of those up uh, there's a link in the show notes you can use to go to the amazon page and get it uh logan i both have it it's like 20 bucks digital um and if you buy it through the link then we get a little bit of a kickback uh, for you guys using the link which we appreciate um but then also this this ad here uh, oh, and I'm sorry. And on the website that they shared with us, the nightcity.love website. Have you seen that? Have you guys checked that out? Yeah. This is, uh, if you haven't gone, type nightcity.love into your browser. Go take a look at it. It is like Night City's website. Um, and there's all sorts of cool stuff in there, including pop ups that are like like fake pop ups from like a fake website, which is hilarious, and ads and things. Um, before I get too far <laughs> off base here, this ad right here and this one says, hate your meat. And it has a picture of somebody pulling the flesh off of their face. It is disgusting and amazing at the same time that this is the world they live in where like advertisements like this are just totally fine. Yeah, a lot of shock value and a lot of the advertising. This was this was one of those ones where I was actually wondering because we had talked about it last week with the brain dance stuff and in the the you know your body against you kind of scenario where I, I wonder if this is an advertisement to get a, an augment for your for your body or if this is like a brain dance scenario where you're like hey you know if you if you hate your body you know you can you can take it out on yourself if you want or you can completely do whatever you want like it was so trippy and i'm like maybe it's a movie maybe it's a yeah. brain dance maybe it's an augment ad like i just I'm, I'm so curious to find out what all of these ads have to dive into especially some of the drink ones that make absolutely no sense <laughs> yeah yeah i think this one is probably about uh changing your appearance um, like you and I were talking mm-hmm. earlier about like why subject people to this version of myself if I can be a more beautiful <laughs> version of myself Let's just pull this meat <laughs> off and put put better meat on top of it or just a you know a synthetic face completely um, so Yeah That might be what that has to do with um, on this next image, which I'm pulling up right now We have a, a better picture of the monorail system So it's it's loading up. So this scene right here shows more complete monorails or dual rails i don't know uh, but it looks like some sort of um mass transit that runs through many of the sections yeah. of the city uh also there's an interesting amount of wires that just kind of connect different buildings to each other and move throughout the city one of the things they discussed 
in this is that the city is very much kind of built on top of itself um, in kind of a hodgepodge sort of way. So there are sections of the city that look a little bit more modern and structured and intentionally designed. And then there are sections that are just kind of built layer on top of layer. And I think that's what we have here is kind of one of those sections that is as, as you look further into the scene, you have buildings that were just kind of placed on top of other buildings and behind other buildings and you have to run extra wires and things for them. Um, but yeah, it's got that very, very yeah. layered experience according to their description. It's really clear to me that there are a lot of parts where buildings had been manufactured and then retrofitted to add functionality whether by be through like internet or, or cabling or they just you know they need more power for this area here it seems very kind of ad hoc with a lot of the the cable systems and stuff that they put around some of the buildings whereas you look at some of the more nicer structures the newer structures are definitely a lot better designed and have a really nice facade to them on the outside it's clear that they had the planning in place to, to kind of have everything uh, you know built within the actual structure as opposed to kind of having to to you know punch out holes in the walls to put uh, air ducting for things and things like that it was yeah. really nice to see just how how they kind of built up some of that but one thing i wanted to touch on is it's kind of cool to see the monorail system, the tram system that we have in place, because if you think back to when kind of cyberpunk was introduced to the world, the tram, the, the monorail was our introduction to Night City. You know, we, we saw V and he was walking up the car and, you know, he, he kind of uh, faced one of the, the windows. And then next thing you know, you pop out from a, a tunnel or a rail system or a building and you see this vast expanse of Night City. And you're like, he's like, welcome to Night City. And it's like, oh, this is this yeah. is how it started this is where we where we began yeah and it's cool to see like this is going to be how we get around the world uh outside of cars and stuff like that's integrated into the story i'm sure yeah and uh, i think when i saw those uh, that original footage i kind of assumed it was a, a subway that kind of came on out of the underground on occasion the way that sometimes subways just become trains and then they go back to being subways um but this monorail mm. system up up in the buildings is is uh is impressive. I haven't wonder. I wonder if all of that fits together and if it actually goes underground and then above ground, uh, and then way up Ooh. around things. I, I don't know how complex it is, but um, it, it could be. You know, it'd be uh, really neat to see. Yeah. So this next one, and I want to pick your your brain about this a little bit because you you did such a, a good representation on the last episode of the map of the city. We definitely got more mm. content about um, at least this, and I'm going to play this, and I'm going to go back and forth over it a few times. But this 3D representation of the layout of the city here um, is very cool. Let me go back to it again, and I'm just going to pause it. Um, this gives you a real sense of scale when you when you're looking at some of the maps that we showed last time then it's it's just a top-down map now this is a very topographical map where you can actually say that the size of the buildings compared to other buildings and you can clearly see the city center with the the ring in the middle um in i'll pull the map back up right in this area here the city city center you can see like the major downtown buildings in a square around it you can see uh, like the port area with Arasaka Tower. I'm assuming this is Arasaka Tower, or is it this one? I'm not 100% sure. Um, 
I definitely, I definitely think that Arasaka is the ta- the tallest building that we're going to be getting. I think there's probably there's, a couple. There's one downtown. Smaller buildings. Yeah, and there, there's another. Yeah. There's, there's a few that have the Arasaka name on them that I noticed in some of the clips. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. You have, uh, you know, some other really interesting structures. Um, this stuff over here, and there's things that we can't very clearly see in this, but you can definitely tell the size of the buildings, and the idea that you know, like this area over here is very, very dense, full of structures yeah. that are kind of built on top of each other, and then they have other areas that are much more low-lying structures without as much density and, and verticality to them. So a, a lot of really interesting bits and pieces to this. Um, but it, it gives you a sense of the scale. I mean, think about it. Like if you if you saw a downtown area in your own, like a, a map of your own downtown area, it would probably be very similar in scale and size to something like this. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about this is there are a lot of roads to the to the northwest or northeast, actually, mm-hmm. that really kind of indicate to me that that's the area that you're going to be spending a lot of your time as a nomad out in um yeah this like section you, over here. you'll actually yeah yeah you're going to have to go out out into that area and you're going to spend a lot of time out there and there's that one main freeway that just leads into night city and then once you get into night city that's where it splits up into the different areas but this section for the for the most yeah. part yeah there's there's little homes to the to the actual north up by uh up by the waterfront and uh Mm -hmm. watson district but i i think a majority of your time as a nomad is going to be spent out uh past santo domingo and uh i think it's haywood yeah yeah Yeah. really cool i i love the idea that they that they actually kind of i would love if this was the map that we actually saw in game if we could actually see it kind of like this and and it reminds me of uh of of the opening to ghost in the shell you know when mm. you when you see that uh it's it shows you like the two blips on the map for the two helicopters that are flying in but then it actually kind of pans down and you see the full cityscape itself in an actual like a erected state and it shows like all the buildings and the different heights and stuff and i was like man that was so cool and this is like one of the next times where i've seen that kind of represented so i really i would love it if we had access to to this map in the actual game and you could kind of actually see uh how this is all done it would i would be really surprised if they went to the trouble of mapping or or rendering all of this out just for this video uh i would be really really surprised about that because they put a lot of work into this i have a feeling that's some sort of interface uh from inside the game that you can use um to probably trace things or see where quests have you going or um, navigate. It's probably it's probably reused for things like that. Um, I yeah. hope so. Yeah. So this next scene is, and we we're talking about Arasaka buildings. There's a scene here very clearly showing um, a more industrial part of the city, which I think must be just off the um, the port section. And yeah, that's Arasaka waterfront for sure. Yeah, an Arasaka building over there. Um, but that clearly is an Arasaka Tower. That is a much more industrial-looking building. So I have a feeling we're going to see a you know a number of different buildings with different names. You know, Arasaka, Militech, a number of these other corporations. So yeah, really some of that cool stuff, stuff showing up. Yep. Um, next, this section right here. Here, let me let me reload this this screen and unmute it because we've got a section here that. We can watch. It is. 
Yes, um, so <laughs> I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying that Night City is easily the most complex thing that I or the others have worked on. The city is super organic, right? It's not like a chessboard layout, but the, the layout of the city is crazy and you can tell that it grew in phases, right? Where buildings have been built on top of each other and uh, I guess the mega buildings that we have showcased are a great example of this. Um, you'll actually see that they are located on a, some kind of pillar, you know, and then expand outside and then up, up high into the sky and underneath it you'll have space for other buildings. This yields a lot of interesting experiences when it comes to exploration and that's the one thing I'm most excited about for players to experience. We've been saying that our exploration is super vertical, right? But what this really means is that it changes the way you explore the city. Compared to our previous games, you won't be able to easily set out on a target in the distance, right? You won't be able to say, oh, there's a castle on a hill over there, I'll try to get there and then you'll be lost in the way. But here it's much more intimate, much more moment to moment. You might. So, uh, Logan, this is more detail about the, the density of the city and the way that you're going to navigate. Do you have any thoughts on this? I think it's amazing. I, I think the concept of having a city that traverses vertically as opposed to expansive is, is is amazing i we were talking a little about it before but i, I really really do want to know these mega buildings they've got big numbers on them you know there's there's eight tower there's a the tower 11 there's our tower five i really want to know just how much this stuff is is built out because unlike a game like spider-man where you're, you're in a big city and it's and it's cool because it's populated there's tons of stuff going on you're never on the ground floor with that game you're always just kind of swinging from city uh city top to city top or tower to tower in this it feels like you really are going to be immersive or immersed in the world and i want to know how easy is it to, to just take a right down an alley and go into a building and then start seeing the lobby of that building and then take a, an elevator up to floor 13 and or floor 14 and, and and start walking around some of the rooms and start seeing like just how how in depth are all of these like so many times companies or, or not game game developers will make buildings and they will they'll put a lot of windows on the buildings and they'll have those those buildings like lit up mm -hmm. but they only build out a small portion like a a, a kind of a, a, a template for rooms and as you're moving by it like you'll see it and it looks like it's 3d but there's not really a whole lot of resources dedicated to each and every single one of those rooms it's just an aesthetic and i really want to know going into this game how many of these buildings are fleshed out with actual rooms that are actually designed that have actual people in them doing their thing as you as you kind of explore or are there going to be areas where say like the division two or the division one where you're in new york city with division one there are just flat areas that are completely blocked off by rubble and yeah. you can't yeah. you can't go past them you can't do anything beyond them like there's only a certain amount of explored area and i really i, I was always bummed about that because i'm like man this is such a cool world they did such a good job representing new york it's almost one for one with the buildings that they have in there but so much of it is inaccessible and night city seems to be touting just how much verticality you can get with these mega buildings and and the different floors and taking a random elevator to a, a, a random place and having a quest pop up there and i'm like cool 
I, I want to be able to feel that. I want to, I want to know how, how truthful that is. Cause it doesn't feel like it's ever been done in a game to the, to, to the level that I want it to be so that I can actually live in this world, uh, while I'm playing through it. And, mm. and I'm hoping that this is the game that finally does it. I hope that that's, I hope that that's accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I hope so too. There's, well, it's, it's a complexity thing, right? It's a, it's a, you can build out all these inner spaces, but do you have the time and manpower to do it? Do you have enough, are you able to put enough interesting things that it's even worth going in them? Um, so there's a balance there. I, I, I don't anticipate that we'll be able to open every door, but at the same time, I think that there's going to be little, and, and they talked about this, you know, there's going to be little details, little stories, little things that would come across in nooks and crannies throughout the city. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be a balance. Uh, it's, I mean, in the real world, if you were to walk around a city location like that, most of the doors wouldn't be open to you anyway. You wouldn't be able to just, I mean, whether they are physically locked and you just couldn't open them, which of course in a video game, you could just bust the door down, but chances are you're pro you know, like there's really no reason to go in there. So why make it a thing that you could go into, you know, unless you just want to create the realism of the game and go in there. It's a, I don't know. It's a, it's a resource limitation kind of thing. So it would be neat to have all of that as an option, but at the same time, I completely understand putting your resources where they're most valuable and only doing as much of that as you can invest in. Yeah, you make a good point. It, it really is one of those things like, yes, I could pull out my gun. I could shoot the lock and, you know, kick the door open. But it, am I, am I going to find anything that's is really going reason? to, to am I just justify gonna, it? Yeah. yeah. Am I just, is it the back room of a restaurant? I'm just going to piss off the cooks and scare them. You know, like, what's the <laughs> point? You know, what are you going to do? Rob the restaurant? You know, like, are you really, really? Um, so, yeah. you know, yeah, it's a video game. So probably you'll probably try it at some point and then reload a save or something. But you know, does it really add to the game? Maybe, maybe it does. That um, was that was something with like a uh, Legend of Zelda that always that I always appreciated about Breath of the Wild. Like Breath of the Wild, if you could think of it and you thought that it might work, chances mm -hmm. are it actually did work. And in fact, things that you didn't think would work did end up working. So there was a whole system that they built in there with physics and elements and stuff and that was that was a moment where the world kind of played a game and they're like if you can think it then you can generally do it because the tools and the rules are in place right and the fiction is set up to give you that that freedom and i feel like cyberpunk is like trying to achieve that just based on how much effort they're putting into the world into the ai into mm -hmm. everything about the city and stuff and and that's that's a, a really interesting prospect to me because those are the things where it's going to be really cool to see what people learn they can and can't do yeah. when this yeah. game goes live. Yeah. But the, the one benefit of that kind of being able to go anywhere, do anything kind of thing is like, imagine you're on a quest where you're running from a gang and you, you don't have the firepower to fight back. So you have to run and you're just trying to dodge through buildings and stores. And, and so you're opening up every door and you're busting down doors and you're busting through windows and you're jumping through, you know, whatever over tables and, People are screaming and yelling and moving out of the way like that could be a really cool situation because you could take any path through any of those buildings that you want in order. It'd be like a really cool movie sequence where somebody cuts through like an apartment complex and, you know, they run past people in their living rooms and they're like, ah, <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff happens. And then they jump out the window and they're like, whoa. And then like, how did you survive? You know, but of course, you got cyber legs. So, yeah, of course you survived. 
I don't know. Seems seems like some cool stuff. Um, let's move on because we could probably talk about this section forever. Uh, mm. In the pre-show, you brought up this guy right here, Johnny Silverhand, showing up in the trailer for a brief, like, two seconds. Like, here's here's the clip. Ready? Here it is. Gone. Like, that's it. That's all we get. That's that's Johnny in the world right there, uh, or at least looking like he's in the world right there. And um, one thing that Logan noticed here is that light is actually playing off of the character model. He has uh, the light coming through the window in his hair, reflecting off of his metal arm, even off of his vest, kind of the leather corners of his vest, off of his face. It looks like he is really in the world. But the question is, is he really in the world or is he a hallucination or a projection in the mind of V? And just like any other hallucination you would have, it would feel like the character was actually in the room with you. So it wouldn't make sense for the lighting not to work, if that makes sense. So what do you think, Logan? Uh, <laughs> I, like, I want to oh, know, man. Oh. <laughs> it's so hard to tell. Like if you're if this is just a projection in your mind if if johnny is just a, a figment of your imagination just a ghost in your in your cerebral cortex in your augmented brain would your brain place him where he's sitting talking to you and would your brain like would the cybernetics actually alter the lighting so that he is affected by it or would he just look completely out of place like a really bad green screen you know like right. what if they didn't match the lighting on a green screen character or on a background you know like would is that how this would work or is he actually there like is he real because we know he's dead but he doesn't look anything like any of the, the books that they did and with um, I was looking at the Richard Knight thing and the Richard Knight thing they they actually have him on the Night City Love uh, or I think it's Night City Love it's in the it's in the art book for sure mm -hmm. the art book has a picture of uh, the late Richard Knight and in the game uh, or at least in the RPG it looks like the same the same artwork it doesn't look like they, uh, they they changed much about the artwork so Johnny looks different from how he is in the RPG because obviously it's Keanu Reeves right. as a as modeled in game and I just I want to know like is this is this even the same Johnny? Is it a new Johnny? Is he real? Is he actually there? Or yeah. did the scenes where we saw where he was like projected and he was kind of glitching out, like, was that just a, a, a him, you know, like, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope to, to V in this instance. Like, I, I gotta <laughs> know, the man. Obi, it's, he's it's the Obi-Wan Kenobi of, <laughs> of cyberpunk. Oh, they do reference Star Wars. We do know that. Yeah. So Star Wars exists in the cyberpunk universe. So maybe... Um, yeah, I would love to hear some of your speculations if you guys want to share any of that stuff in the chat uh, Feel free to, to share that around as we continue through uh, the rest of this um, One more thing. I will two more things one. There was a, a screenshot I'm not gonna pull it up right now. That's of a, of a sign out in I don't know one of the more uh, I don't know crappy areas. I don't know what area it was in but it says aliens kid kidnapped my wife and kids help me celebrate I thought that was funny. Um, and then we have this clip about mini stories. So here, let me uh, let me get this up and running. 
have um, actually named every single street in the city. So not only will NPCs be able to communicate their locations or the locations they want you to visit by sort of referring to the street names, but also you will be able to talk to your friends about it in that way, right? Have you been to Poplar Street in Japantown, for example? Um, and I think this is a small detail, but the philosophy that we have with these kind of things is that, you know, many, many small things contribute to the sum of it, which is hopefully then you being able to explore a city that you feel is truly alive and uh, that you haven't been experiencing before. So this goes back to the whole explorability of the city and how much is there. I mean, they're naming all the streets. You can be like the cross section of these two cities. I love when he says, Poplar Street and does this with his arm. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, cool stuff. Really cool stuff. I like the idea of named streets. I mean, in a real city, you're going to have named streets. Um, the idea that they know that you're going to want to explore and that's really part of their intentionality around design points. It bodes well for this idea of, you know, just finding things all over the place, little stories. What do you think? I really hope I really hope that our introduction to Night City that we get that we get in there and we don't know where things are. You know, we're, we're really kind of unsure of like how to get to places, especially if you're nomad. And as you're just kind of walking up and down the street, you get a guy in a in a in a Statue of Liberty costume and he's trying to sell you a map to the stars and he's just in <laughs> and you get a map from him. And that's that little pamphlet is how you actually so you scan it and then it's in your brain. So now you have this full topographical map of of Night City. I really hope that they kind of introduce that to you in an in a really organic way because the, it's the little things like like he's talking about that really impact how much uh, fun you have with the world. You know, the, the little stories yeah. having street names and and I want to know, like, why some of the streets are named. They are. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the, the I really hope they do this. Or at least I hope the community does this. I hope the community finds things in the game that are fun. And instead of like telling you where to go step by step, they're like, hey, maybe you should check out the corner of Lincoln and Fifth. Just see what you find. Mm -hmm. And then you start dropping these little hints to, to other people like, hey, I saw this. This was really cool. Head over to such and such street and take a look around, you know, the the, the third dumpster in the alley. <laughs> you might find something fun there. And lo and behold, it's a, a mini version of a Death Star that was thrown in the trash. You know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You could even heck with the multiplayer version of this where you have a world that you could constantly be changing and adding things to you could put on the night city website you could put something like you know newsflash this address something happened and then people would go oh i gotta go find that and then actually go find it in the city and show up and see what's what's going on at that address that would be really cool just like in the real world amazing you can just look up an address can you imagine Oh my god, imagine if you could have like bounty system and, and you could have a bounty and then there's like an APB that gets put out and they're like, oh, you got to head over to the such and such and you have to listen to the radio scanner to listen for these bounties on other gang members that are, are out there causing havoc and you're, yeah. you're going to go out there as a vigilante and you know where the streets are. So you got to know the, the fastest path to get there and where the traffic, like, I hope there's traffic. Oh, yeah. oh what oh, if yeah. there's like traffic? Oh, there's plenty of traffic. And you have to avoid the traffic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
there's, there's, I mean, there's lots of cars moving around. Busy. Yeah, I would assume that there's a working traffic system because we see lots of cars Ooh. and things driving around the city. Yeah, very cool stuff. That all right, cool. we've got so much more to get to. We need to do the middle okay. of the show real quick. <laughs> we have all the gangs to, well, at least all the gangs that were talked about. We're going to show the clip of each thing. We'll have a quick little discussion about each one, and then uh, we'll get through the rest of the show. But first, let's move on to the middle of the show. wanted to learn more about geography without sitting through a snoozy old lecture geography arcade is a weekly podcast all about your favorite video games and their geographic lessons inspirations and even some minor analysis some may say analysis boo well we're gonna learn and have fun while we talk about pokemon elder scrolls and much more come join the adventure at geography arcade on your favorite podcatcher and youtube It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right. So thank you to our patrons. We uh, we actually have some new patrons this week. Um, I need to pull this up. I didn't prep for this part, but uh, if you are interested in supporting the show, there's so many things to go through on this episode that I didn't I didn't even do the mid show prep. <laughs> but if you would like to support the show, if you would. If you're a fan of our content, if you're excited for the things that we're bringing you and we'll be continuing to bring you even once this game comes out and our deep dives into actual gameplay and the lore that's revealed in the games and even more information about the stuff that happens before 2077, then please consider subscribing on patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast. Um, we have... Let me pull it up. We've got at least one new patron this week. We have uh, two new, three, potentially three new patrons. I don't remember which ones I thanked last week, but we have Captain H, uh, Zectro, and Anissa C. Thank you for being patrons and supporting the show. That is very, very kind of you, and I hope you guys are enjoying the ad-free episodes. I will be adding more to the Patreon in the future. Um, the next thing I'm going to add is access to some of our patron-only channels in the Discord. Some of the other Patre Patreons that I run for the other shows have access to some of these channels. I will be including that with your Patreon subscription as well. So if you already are a patron, then get ready for that. You'll be able to link your Patreon account with your Discord account in order to jump in there and have patron conversations and kind of the secret channels where only only those of us who are in this special club can talk. <laughs> Um, that was my <laughs> Simpson, eh? Simpson. Um, <laughs> man, a 90s joke. By the way, the, the patrons are the best, by the way. Yeah, they, you, I you know there's awesome. a lot of folks in the, in the, there's some good folks in the chat here, but they're not, they're not patrons. <laughs> they're, oh no, he called you guys out. People in the patrons. Some of them are probably patrons. I um, love them. They're great people, but they're just well, not, they're not patrons. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's, our viewership a, just a, cut in half. Significant. He just ran them all off. Um, <laughs> 
So I love you guys. <laughs> thank you guys for being here during the live show. I really do like you guys jumping in and, and sharing some of your comments, even when we can't respond to them during the show. It's always nice to read them. Uh, at the end of the show, we will call out some of the stuff um, that you guys are commenting on, as usual. Also, thank you to our sponsors. The Robots Radio Network is sponsored by a number of different sponsors, including now we are sponsored by audiobooks.com. And you can get three free audiobooks. So if you like listening to books in your ear holes, then that is a great way to do it. And it doesn't even cost anything. You can sign up for a month. You get three free books, including two of their VIP books. So even some of the uh, more newer or high uh, demand books are available to you. Um, there's tons of good books out there. I'm sure there's some really cool cyberpunk literature that you could be reading, um, books about cyberpunk movies, things like that. Um, I don't have a specific one to call out right now. Um, the last the last audiobook I listened to was the Game of Thrones books, the Songs of Ice and Fire, which the books are phenomenal. Uh, they, they're way better than the show ended up. Oh, that's so sad. Um, but uh, they're very, very cool. You should go check them out. Uh, click the link in the show notes. You can go access those and check them out. And no cost. You don't even have to buy anything. You could just sign up for the first month, get three free books, and then cancel your subscription if you want. You could totally go do that. So go check that out. All right. Let's get to the rest of the show. Sixer in chat says in your nose holes, too. I mean, if you can listen to them through your nose holes, then I guess that's cool. Maybe you've got like, you know, augmentations in your nose for hearing. Maybe I'm, I'm not going to judge. All right. Let's move into the gangs. And I have a clip here for each of the gangs. So let's get that loaded up. Here's the first one. Maelstrom. I will say that uh, all, all of you guys in chat, you are awesome. Even though I say that you're not, you're not necessarily the best because you're not patrons, which is also true. But I still love you equally. <laughs> he, he was just joking, guys. He's just joshing you. All right, let's let's watch Maelstrom. A Maelstrom ganger killed a young kid right in front of my eyes for shits and giggles. Chrome sucking psychos. And who the fuck are you to say what can and can't be? I'm gonna introduce you to our meat grinder. About time we had some fun! Think Maelstrom never forgets? Never! <laughs> I hate these Borg fuckers. So, <laughs> that's the Maelstrom section. Um, <laughs> thoughts on this one, Logan? They're so metal, I love them. They're so I metal. I can't wait. Oh, oh so they metal. They kick so much butt. I can't wait for it. I, I love those guys. I know that those guys are probably not the the best people to be like fawning over but <laughs> not by any man, stretch they are the chaotic <laughs> evil of the of the cyberpunk world yeah i know it's great i can't wait <laughs> they're amazing i love how metal they are and and it's it's really apparent that they really know who they are and what they want they are not backing down from anything or anyone and they're willing to step up to it that's just one of those things that i'm just I'm just attracted to. I love power. What can I say? They're, they're <laughs> so metal. Nice. I can't wait. Nice. All right. Well, let's, um, <laughs> yeah, very metal. Let's move on to the next one. Here we go. Just a gang like any other, right? I'll take the Valentinos. They follow God and the Santa Madre. Honor means something to them. How'd you meet Jackie? We started out together. In the Valentinos? No, in the fucking Bible book club. I gotta give style points to the Valentinos. They have a punishment for every occasion. Gangs 
105.5. Quick shout out to everyone in Haywood and Santo Domingo. Lately, the Valentinos and 6th Street have had a bigger bone to pick. All right, so that's the Valentinos. So first off, I got to jump in here before I pass this off to Logan. Uh, Logan, they are extremely stylish. I really like Mm -hmm. the style of the Valentinos. Um, Like awesome looking suits and like cool hair and did you see the gold car there's a gold oh, yeah. the car is gold plated like across the side of it like badass stuff also Jackie was a Valentino so we've got a little bit more insight into Jackie's background as well which is pretty cool it's interesting because I, I was actually expecting him him to be uh, Himalayan I was I was kind of surprised by that but yeah, the the whole gang itself is awesome. I, I think it's great. It, the the punishment for everything, I think, is a nice little nod to the to the self deprecation that that you grew up with as a Catholic, and a lot of Latinos yes. grow up Catholic. Yes, and I was just I saw that and I, I heard that and I was like, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, we we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's you can relate to that. Yeah, and and uh, there's so much like Latino culture in there. I'm I'm not Hispanic. Some people confuse me as Hispanic because I have you know kind of slightly darker skin and I've got dark hair and dark eyes. Um, I'm half Greek, so I do have kind of a Mediterranean background. But um, yeah, there's I don't know. Uh, I'm not of that culture, but there, there's so much swagger and so much like bravado. And I, I don't know. It's just something about it is just really good. Um, I think it, I think it's really cool. All Very right. Cool. Let's move. I love them. Let's move into Sixth Street. Sixth Street. Why'd they want to wipe you? I don't know. Can't fucking stand Tinos. I've dealt with Sixth Street before. We do the run. They'll transfer the cred. Come on. Let's go before Sixth Street shows up. <laughs> Any more Second Amendment fans in the house, huh? Uh, hate those bastards. Vomit lofty patriotic bullshit all day. Time to bring. So, all right. So, Sixth Street, um, the kind of ultra nationalist group of of the thing, and um, so we, I guess, we talked about this in the pre-show. We should we should comment on this. Uh, thank you for those of you who left reviews for the show. We did get a one star review recently that says that the show is too political. So too political i don't i don't know if the show is too political we try to kind of tread things a little bit and stay a little bit more you know just kind of like discussing things from different perspectives and of course everybody has their politics and everybody has their beliefs but for the most part i'm we're just going to call things as they are so we've talked on the show before about um the inspiration for the world and uh mike pondsmith and the things that he has studied about the nature of society and the way the american system is going and the different groups in America and how this is extrapolated into the future for this dark future potential of things becoming even more extreme. Um, So uh, we're not going to not talk about political things because it's part of the show. It's part of the game. It's part of cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is built on these concepts. So to not discuss that would be to leave out a huge section of the stuff going on in there. So Sorry, if that's if you're not into anything political at all and you want to avoid that at all costs, then maybe don't play the game. Don't listen to the podcast. Uh, but I mean, it just, just kind of is what it is. Um, 
a group like this obviously is ultra nationalistic. They're very uh, pro-American, even though they live in Night City, which is no longer part of the United States, the new United States. Um, so it's interesting because they're of a culture that is no longer officially part of the culture that that city is inherently part of. So that's interesting. Also, the other thing I noticed here in uh, in this clip is that the Sixth Street Gang, um, uh, a positive quality about them is that they are multicultural. Did you notice that the, there yeah. are there are uh, uh, Caucasians, uh, people of Asian background, uh, people of uh, African backgrounds? Um, th- they seem to be multicultural, except for I didn't notice any Hispanics, which is might be the details here of the conflict between them and the Valentinos. That may be one of the driving things. Maybe they aren't, say, just pro a race. Maybe they are pro peoples, peoples who were in their minds traditionally American, but Latinos aren't in that group or something like that. I don't know. I don't know their justification, but that could be something going on here. Yeah, the the conversation between Jackie and V was very, very indicating or was indicating that Jackie believes that the Sixth Street game has some prejudice uh, against Latinos and that Mm -hmm. it probably stems a lot from the Valentinos, um, which is interesting because it. it, they're so they're so right next to each other as far as turf goes like their turf is separated by very very little space and one of the things that i that i was i was talking about last episode was kind of the the overlooking uh that the that the ncpd has for the sixth street gang and this video in particular there's even an, uh, a bird's eye view of a scene of a, a scene of murder where it's clear that the sixth street gang and the ncpd had a shootout and that there were bodies on the ground from both uh, both groups. So mm-hmm. even though, you know, last week I, I was indicating that there might be some oversight um, on how much gets uh, done by the Sixth Street Gang, by, um, you know, the NCPD just not paying attention to them or being OK with it. It's clear in this game that there are going to be some some rifts and that there are going to be NCPD out there trying to stop gang activity, regardless of what gang it is. Uh, so it was interesting to see how the 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 idea of uh jackie coming from uh the valentinos and having his his perspective on the sixth street gang might influence players as they play through the game and try to decide you know yeah do they do they align themselves more with the valentinos or do they align themselves more with the sixth street gang and how does that relationship get impacted by uh jackie being your partner for the beginning of the game like it's really interesting i can't wait to un- to kind of unravel this this whole this whole uh background uh, of what's kinda, going on there yeah yeah it's amazing yeah. it's so well done yeah yeah and and to kind of finish up our our quick little discussion about politics there's there's some more chat in here too i i, I get that people play games in order to uh, escape things, you know, to think about other things. There's a lot of, we have a lot of cares and worries about things going on in the world right now. Everybody does. That's normal. Um, but just, you know, it's a warning. This game is inherently, has inherently political situations in it simply due to the way the game is designed and the stories that are being told. And so I'm, you know, we're not going to shy away from conveying those things, but at the same time, we're not here to tell you how you should vote. Or who we think is going to win the next election, because that's not what the podcast is about. It's about the game and the the concepts in the game and how the concepts in the game relate to and uh, 
uh, break away from real world issues because the world of cyberpunk is based on our own world. So it's we will be talking about information in and around politics, but we're not we're not here to preach political concepts or what is right or wrong to you. So I hope I hope that distinction is understood. It's it's more of an academic nature than it is about um, any sort of agenda. You know, we don't have an agenda for you politically. Yeah, it's one of those things where I like to look at how our world is and how cyberpunk is because I'm always comparing because of of just the influence that the world has on this game and how this game could have an influence on the world. It's it's a it's a a story of, whoa, you know, this is a warning to to people like, hey, this is where things could go if we don't pay attention to things. as as much fun as it is to get lost in a game, I do it way more than I really should. Uh, I try to be ever present in the world and what's going on that I can help impact however I want to. And I don't expect anyone to follow anything I say or do right. when it comes right. to the to, to uh, real world. But exactly. in the game, I'm exactly. definitely going to help you help you pick what what's best for playing in the game. Because oh, totally. I, totally. I definitely think the the maelstrom are right where they should be you know <laughs> they're doing, they're doing the, the best, best they're the, they're the best game and Duh. you really really should just <laughs> augment it get the big red eye guys get that's the big eye. Oh, sorry i'll, I'll stop I'll <laughs> all stop. right um good conversation good good conversation um let's move on there's uh there's still more here we go bring on the future any idea how many attacks from behind the black wall we neutralized? If the voodoo boys breach the black wall, we'll all be fucked. Voodoo boys. Urban myth, I thought. Netrunners spooking each other. No such gang. You know, I heard a few things about you. Voodoo boys. Best runners in town. You do not steal from the voodoo boys. I see you. Always. For them, Pacifica's just Haiti 2.0. Their own island. Cut off from the rest of the city. This is our turf, our home. Until last week, the animals crawled in. All right. So, voodoo boys. This is another one of your favorites. You you talked about this uh, a lot. In the last episode and um, very much like what you related in the last episode, uh, net runners, they're hacking stuff. They're behind the scenes. People don't really know how many there are. Um, they're kind of like ghosts out there doing their thing. Uh, everybody's a little bit unsure of them. The other thing I really like about this clip is getting in the ice water. Is there a scene in our first are you V in that situation or are you um, you know, seeing through somebody else's perspective in in a what's it called? One of those dream things. Uh, brain dance. In a brain dance. Are are you seeing somebody else's perspective or are you V? And either way, are are they getting in the ice water in order to keep their components cool so they can net run faster and overclock their own body systems? Is that a thing? Because that sounds really cool. I think it's twofold. Um, so in the, remember when we had that, that gameplay video, that 40 minute gameplay video back in 2018 Mm -hmm. and it was V and Jackie and they were busting into a room where they were, I don't know if it was scavengers or ripper doctors, but they were going after that person and you were trying to get access to their chip. Uh, but you had to find her body and, uh, get her out of the ice so that, uh, trauma team could locate her. It makes me wonder if there's something that they put into the ice water that that masks your location so that you can hack anonymously without people being able to trace it. 
but I do love the idea of, of the being able to overclock the systems in your in your body to kind yeah. of be able to uh, brute force things faster. You know, if you got to brute force your way through a firewall and you're going to have to have a lot of compute cycles to do that, overclocking your system is a good way to do that. Right. And if it's that happens, heat up. I could totally see. Yeah. 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 Why not water I, cool I your own body in order to hack better? Like that sounds amazing. Yeah. And does yeah, that does I, that lead to story situations where you don't have the ice and you're 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 pushing the boundaries of your overclock and you might overheat your own system and break something or uh, disable your ability to do something else? That sounds really cool. Yeah, I don't know Everything if that's a gameplay component, Maelstrom. but. Go on. Oh, yeah. I think it could be. Everything I said about Maelstrom is wrong. It's all about the Voodoo Boys. You guys have to go with the Voodoo Boys because they are <laughs> no, they are the convinced. best. They are the most amazing. They are the most metal. I If you're sitting there looking at these guys and you're thinking like, no, nah, they're not that cool. No, they are that cool. They are that cool. They are that cool. All right, let's uh, <laughs> put these beefy beefcakes up on our screen. The animals, they're coming up next. Man, look, look at these guys. Look at these meatballs. All right, here we go. Animals are the craziest fucking gang in the city. Breaker star! Animals aren't the play here, are they? They're hired muscle. Someone else needed them. I fucked you over. You fucked the gang over. Somewhere at the start of the story, somebody fucked the court. See how this works now? Okay, so <laughs> these guys are so big i don't uh, we've seen v in the pictures from like at least the you know the pictures they've sent out the first section of the game and my arms are only a little smaller than v's right like i'm not i'm not a big beefy dude v's v's not a big beefy how the heck are you blocking our tree trunk arms that are four times the size of your arm with your with your arms up like this like how does that even work augments i guess so that makes me wonder, like, are they actually augmented bodies or are they just like really, genetically, really steroided? Yeah, guys yeah, up? No. yeah. They uh, for the most part, as, as from what I understand, they are meat and they are yeah, like genetic and um, uh, chemically, you know, <laughs> enhanced, enhanced, enhanced yes. <laughs> so that they are just walking tree trunks. I mean, these guys are huge. Even the ladies in the group are just like they have the physique of, you know, large men like it, they're they're beefy beefcakes. They're beefy beef boys. I think I'm going to call them. They're no longer the animals. They are the beefy beef boys from this point on. Yeah, I, I, I really love these guys. I think it's amazing that that they're able to sustain themselves in in a world that seems so so hard on augmenting your body at least even even just like little augments here and there these guys look like the, their augmentation is just to really embrace like the natural meat side of of the human race you know it seems like that's that is their goal and i love that that the whole idea of them is just we're going to have uh, underground fights that you can bet on and you can hire us to be guards, but you don't want to mess with us because we're crazy. We're just nothing but roid rage. And it's and it's so cool to see these guys. I can't wait to see what they're it, they are. The literal meat shields that you have to get through <laughs> yeah. to get where you're yeah. going. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah. And and they're using guns and stuff. So they're not just melee uh, dudes who just go mm. up and trying to punch you or hit you with a hammer. Um, you know, they're shooting at you with guns and things. So so that's pretty cool. Now, last last episode we talked about tiger claws and uh you said or we both kind of agreed that maybe i'm a tiger claw. i don't know maybe my, i'm a valentino i don't know i'm kind of kind of signed with them too both of these have style look at these dudes 
very cool looking. Um, you know, lots of cool jackets, uh, glasses, swords, things like that. Here we go. My husband's new weapon, very high in the tiger claws. They did what made the best eddies, sword sets and black market tin. See a lot of tigers, they run this place. Know what else they do well? Break the knees of people who ask questions. I gotta do something. Shut the fuck up. The tigers will kill us. All right, so tiger claws, what do you think about them? They're cool. They they are. It's hard not to love these guys. I mean, they they are essentially the the epitome of what you see, like the triad, the the you know the yakuza. The they are the Japanese gangs, kind of brought to life and and just epitomized in this world. And it's it's so cool that they were able to bring this uh, futuristic approach to them. You know, they really do embody the. I, I don't know if you saw some of the earlier videos that they had where it looked like they were some some quote-unquote anime girls like there's they went full-on anime with this and it's mm -hmm. it's going to be great anyone that's a big fan of anime you're going to have a a really awesome time interacting with the tiger claw because they are just taking it to the next level and i and i oh, oh man i want this i want the bikes i want the blades and i want the bikes yeah. and yeah. they've got them both and i can't I, I as much as they are kind of lower on the list of gangs for me i can't ignore that because that's that's where i'm going to get that akira feel yeah, they uh, the blades, the the fl flaming blades that one guy's flipping through the air with the two fire swords or whatever those yeah. things are. I don't know what those are. Um, very yes, cool please. stuff. Yes, please. That's very cool. Uh, I don't know what else to say about them. Um, oh, the other the other thing is the the old lady who's like in charge of the gang or whatever her role is. Like this idea of like the old Asian lady who is like like looks demure but is absolutely a badass and will do anything to get the job done like that's also very cool it, it feels very um uh daredevil yeah like the mm, what, who are the yeah. bad guys the um what's the gang in the in daredevil the the asian gang can't remember the gang name can't remember yeah, the name. i know who you're talking but about the, the, the woman who's in charge of that gang is you know like she looks like this little old lady but she is a badass um very cool stuff. All right, let's talk about the Moxes. They're up next. And here we have the screenshot of them coming up. And uh, reminder, uh, you got some you got some sexy ladies up here on screen, but remember that that shiny skin isn't actually skin for a lot of them. It, those are augments that make them harder to kill and all sorts of other things. So uh, I, I like that this is kind of a uh, an alluring thing that's very dangerous at the same time. That concept's pretty cool. Here we go. Come on, baby. Tiger Claws killed one girl too many, so people took matters into their own hands. Open ballistic. Girls, pimps, outcasts, the whole freak show. It's how the mocks got started. Think you're some kind of gang group now, huh? Us moxes have each other's back. We look out for one another. You looking for some company tonight? How'd you hook up with the Mox? I thought Susie and the gang could really change something in this city. Moxes and nomads don't seem so different. Both seem to yammer a lot about community, solidarity. Tell me about the Badlands. All right, so now we're moving into Badlands stuff. Um, what do you think about the Moxes here? Really interesting. This this was really kind of cool because it, it dove into some a few things that we really 
I really don't have a grasp on how important uh, the the moxes are going to be because it, it, they are the smallest gang in Night City, but they are so integral to learning about uh, brain dancing and understanding how to access people's memories and stuff. Um, the the weird thing about this is that it's it's clear like if you're a Harley Quinn fan like I am, like this is the epitome. This is a whole game yeah. built up of Harley Quinns, yeah. and I think it's awesome. Um, there was a scene in here that we that we kind of glossed over that was really interesting. In and it was a scene where it looked like it was um, Jackie in a club and everyone was dancing around him and he was dancing with a girl. But that girl didn't look anything like uh, the female V that we can play in game. But it's definitely uh, from her perspective at one point and from his perspective mm. at one point. But it didn't look like it was a brain dance. So I'm really I really want to know, like, are we always going to be in control of V when we're playing through the game or are we going to be taking? on different characters to play through a scenario as we kind of move along because it would it wouldn't make sense from an rpg aspect like you're you're trying to level your character you're trying to gain experience yeah. and complete quests from your perspective right but it was such a, a weird thing that they that they that they had that in there because it was clear that there was a, a like a cinematic story being told about why jackie was dancing with this girl why he got shoved uh very very interesting i don't know uh, that that's i kind of got hung up on that in in comparison to the overview of the moxies yeah again is it is it part of the storytelling is it just some some sort of recap that we're watching uh while not actually being in game is it something that was made just for a trailer that isn't actually in game? Um, you know, or is it, is it something else? Yeah, I don't really know. Um, it, it was interesting. I, I think the moxes are primarily female. It seems like there are some either male members or at least workers in the club. I noticed that, um, there oh, are, are some yeah. men who are dressed very similarly to them and look like they're part of the group. There's there's an interesting thing. So the the guy that we see in this in this video, and if you haven't watched the video, I definitely recommend it because there's a guy. He's uh, balding, which I relate to, and he's wearing fishnets, <laughs> which I also relate to. But there's a scene with him later on. Uh, trust me, I was a, a back in the '90s, very different Logan. Um, so. Okay. All right. There was a scene where where he was um, actually he had a gun in his hand, but it wasn't a gun. It was like a Ripper Doctor gun, mm. and it, it was really unclear what was going on because he had a, he had one hand on a woman's head, and the woman was in a in a like a dentist chair, and her lower jaw was removed, and he was using this light gun on her to do something to her, and it, it didn't seem like it was. Um, it seemed like it was pretty painful, whatever he was doing. So I wonder if he's a ripper doctor for the Moxes and he's who helps them get their augments, but they're, but he's not like, you know, he's, the he's not like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's just there because hand. that's, he's, he's somebody mm -hmm. that associates with them, but isn't a gang member. Yeah. Yeah, really, really interesting. But I'm, I'm curious yeah. to find out more about who that character is. Yeah, um, I, I still, I still think they're really cool. I, uh, the whole, you know, being, I don't know, uh, standing up for workers' rights, even if you're doing something that is a little bit illegal currently in most places. Um, but at the same time, being dangerous, like dangerous and seductive at the same time, uh, they've got some cool style to them as well. I think that they're they're tougher than they look. I've I've always liked that kind of you know surprise kind of element. Um, it also you know when we talked on the previous episode, they're they're not the largest gang, so they're gonna have to do things in ways that are unexpected in order to you know flex their muscle. 
and defend themselves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cool stuff there. And then we have another gang that we didn't talk about last time. This is the Wraiths, and they are out in the Badlands. Check this out. Not much going on out here. Au contraire. This is an ecosystem. Nomads, rapid shiv, corporations, and drifters, they form a complete whole. Remove one part, the delicate balance topples. Here in the Aldecaldos, it all stays in the family. Classic so, dilemma. What comes first? So we have the, the Wraiths and the Aldecaldos, who, if I pronounce that right, um, who look like these two uh, Badlands gangs. Not a whole lot of other detail about them in this section. We see a lot of, like, driving around and, you know, out in the, the Badlands, deserts, shooting things, cars, stuff that we already know about happen in the Badlands. But this makes me wonder, like, we're not just getting gangs in the city. We're also getting gangs in the Badlands. How much do they play into it? Is this primarily a nomad life path thing that you run into or do you run into them regardless of your life path and have to deal with them? Do you have some sort of association if you start as a nomad life path with one or two of these gangs or are they, you know, how does this really integrate with the rest of the game? I don't know. The the interesting thing about these is, uh, it, and I haven't dove into the into this group, these two groups as much as possible, but it definitely feels like the Aldecados are the standard nomad gang. They're the main group that's out there. There there might be some sections of nomads that are kind of independent of the gangs. We don't know that quite yet, but it definitely talks to how the the Moxes and uh, the the nomads are very much about community. And the wraiths, just based on the name alone, speaks to them kind of being figments or ghosts or not not necessarily being in with the community. Otherwise, why would they have their own gang? And it makes me wonder if uh, these guys tend to operate outside of the normal community that would be the nomads. Because if the community, if the the nomads are so much about the community, then it only makes sense that the race would be on the outside of that. And they are the ones kind of pushing the, the Aldecados to, to have to do things that they don't necessarily want to have to deal with because they're trying to stay to themselves. So I, I would love to understand more about them. I love the idea of the skulls and the, and the green aesthetic that they have. Uh, and, and maybe if they are like ex ghost op uh, kind of mercenaries that are just out there doing things on the low, kind of staying in the in the shadows uh, for the nomads. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they're, you know, like an elite group among the nomads who uh, kind of keep them safe or. You know, I don't Ooh, know. There might be something that'd else be going cool on. Too, going yeah, on. yeah. Like you've got like the regular nomad families, but then you might have a group of them who are part of uh, some sort of militant arm that's able to, you know, I don't know, help a caravan get it safely from one place to another, or scout out a situation, or take somebody down if they need to be taken down. You know, that kind of thing. I don't know. What if they're like the in in Lord of the Rings? They're the the Black Knights, you know, the the witches. Uh, <laughs> the they, ring they kind of ride around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ring race. What yeah. if they're like the ring race? Nazgul, and, and they're just yeah, they kind of go around and they just they have a target and they go after that target and it's like a, a pack of wolves and they just kind of hunt down that person and you get a you get a bounty on your head and that's what pushes you to have to go to Night City is you have to escape the race and you you know they're just elite. And they they're just gonna come after you. I don't know. I'm I'm having really cool ideas about that now, though. <laughs> yeah, I like wolves. Wolves of the uh, 
the Badlands is kind of a fun concept. Um, all right, so that's most of that stuff uh, with the gangs that we got to see this time. Uh, there are others, but we didn't get anything else on the others. We talked about Johnny Silverhand, and then we've got this one extra little clip here to kind of round out the end of the show. Um, before I do that, if you are in chat and you have any specific questions or comments you'd like us to relate right at the end of the show, then now's a good time to put those in, in the chat. Uh, we'll take a look at them as they come in, and we'll, we'll comment on them. But this is an interesting little piece here that Logan noted about what may be uh, I don't know if this is a limitation of an early build of the game or if this is a limitation of say draw distance AI distance physics distances in game uh, rendering or if this might be a little quirk of the way some of the stuff actually functions when you're up close and things there are and I'm gonna pull up the screen right here there are some people at the very bottom left part of the screen it happens very quickly just crowds of people walking past each other and they appear to kind of clip through each other it's a very minor thing but interesting like maybe this is a glitch I don't know but there's not a lot of these in the actual footage that we see so here take a look did you see that I'll play it one more time we're gonna go back a little bit um, playing through uh, I jumped too many seconds back but just here we go on the bottom left they kind of clip through each other so we don't know. We don't know what that is. If it's even maybe it might just even be the perspective that we're looking at it. But um, when you're pouring through all of this content, you kind of find all these little bits and pieces. So it was worth bringing up. Any other thoughts on that, Logan? I, I you know, this game is going to be amazing and I'm, I'm excited to play it. But it's definitely clear the more we see this, the more I'm starting to kind of nitpick little things like the way lighting is on hair, the way <laughs> yes. the AI. Uh, I'm starting to get critical now uh, and I'm and I'm trying to hone in on the things that I have to set my expectations of. So when I saw this, I saw that and I was thinking, ah, oh, man. Like you can kind of see the AI working around it and it's a background shot and, and my mind goes to like, okay, it's a big, big wide open uh, expanse. There's uh, no character V in the, in the area. So how much, how much um, resources are being dedicated to this AI? And as they're walking, uh, the, the two people are kind of going around the one guy and the one guy that's walking in the opposite direction just kind of keeps lumbering on. And it's it's interesting because it looks like they attempt to go around him, but for whatever reason, they just kind of clip through each other. And I'm, I'm just chalking this up to AI working in the background and not having that full uh, collision with each other. But at the same time, I'm like, is this going to be something that I see all the time in the game? <laughs> Am I going to notice this all the is, time now? And is it going to drive me nuts? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of temper my expectations on how good the AI is going to be in the game when it comes to big crowded areas and you know how many times am I going to see someone clip into another person? So I just wanted to bring it up just to be kind of like, hey, we're talking really good about the game. We're really excited. Just know this is current gen technology this is this is a lot that they're doing and and you're going to run into some weird stuff when you're while you're playing through it so just oh, kind of sure. be cool with that it's just like any other huge open world game there's going to be weird glitches i mean how many times did uh <laughs> roach uh Geralt's horse in the witcher 3 just like climb on top of a, of a roof <laughs> or stand on the side of a cliff sideways you know and it's like what are you doing roach get off the cliff you know like there's just quirks these games are going to have quirks um you can't design something this complex and large 
and interconnected without having strange things happen on occasion. And maybe that explains our own glitches in the real world as well. <laughs> maybe that maybe that explains just humans being derps half the time. Is that like we're just gonna <laughs> we're too complex. There's gonna be glitches. Um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, let's let's finish up the episode. We've got um, a question here from Awesome Banana Man. Great name, by the way, Awesome Banana Man. Welcome to the stream. Uh, what is the most exciting, least exciting thing you've heard about Cyberpunk 2077? Ooh, most and least exciting. You have any thoughts on this one, Logan? It's the most exciting? Yeah, go ahead. Definitely guns. Uh, I, I still think the guns are probably the most exciting. I can't wait to play around with the tech weapons and to, to, to try out like some of the mantis blades and stuff like I've never I've never gotten to play with a, a game that has like mantis blades and stuff like that. So I, I want to play with those. That is definitely the most exciting to me. Least exciting is a little bit harder to to kind of grasp right now. So far, I'm going to say probably brain dance is probably the least exciting because it really? seems to really slow down yeah it seems to slow down the pace like it's it's a really cool kind of analyzing of, of a scene and to figure out what it is but it's like i i know i'm going to be the guy that sits there and just continues to scrub through every frame to be like all right am i missing anything is there anything weird going on but yeah i feel like i feel like brain dance is going to be the least exciting part of this game yeah, oh, man, I, I have such a hard time choosing favorites and worsts. Uh, it always just comes down to my feelings at the time. I like what you said about uh, the weapons, the guns, the gunplay. I'm very much at this point siding with this idea of playing through as a solo first just because the gunplay looks so good that I just kind of want to open up a door, blast everybody, and just move forward. Um, I'm sure the hacking is really cool. I'm sure the techie skills and the equipment you can use is really cool. We haven't seen a ton of that stuff yet. Um, but yeah, I think that just the way everything looks visceral, the impact of the weapons, the, the sparks of things flying, the physics of it. I love gameplay physics and the way things happen. Um, so that might be something that I go to. Um, I think I'm most impressed with uh, CD Projekt's Red's, uh, and this is something we talked about in the pre-show too, uh, their commitment to staying in the lore. Um, they The lore is very thick, it's very dense, and uh, we've only begin to, begun to tap into it on this podcast, even though we're you know dozens of episodes in. But so much of what they're building on is really, really grounded in this reality that has been fleshed out over the last... 20 some years 30 years um so i think i'm really really impressed with that stuff least excited um uh i hope i hope they can continue to refine the the melee combat for as exciting as the gun combat looks the melee combat still it looks a little bit unfinished um but then again maybe maybe it's finished at this point we just don't know so uh, you know just kind of hedging myself on that a little bit i'm hoping that that feels and works better than it looks like it might. But then again, we don't really know. Neither of us have been able to have a playthrough yet. <coughs> CD Projekt Red, if you'd like to <coughs> send an early copy our ways, we'd, we'd love to review it for you. Um, but uh, that's those are our answers on that one. Let's see, anything else in here? Uh, I was surprised at 70 gigabytes. Would think that it was 100 or 120 gigabytes. Yeah, it's nice that they're keeping the size from being too large. Um 
yeah, I think I think that's most of the questions that we got. Uh, what is going to be your first cybernetic upgrade? Ooh, Logan, what do you think? I'm sure there are certain things that you can only unlock as you gain enough money to do so or uh, abilities to do so. I'm sure certain things are going to be a little bit more sectioned off. But if you could just go for anything, what would you go for? Oh, that's it's so tough. I honestly I want to play around with the hacking. Uh, like I said, the the Voodoo Boys are one of the games that I really really love the uh, the idea of being a net runner for. I would love to understand just how much you can on the fly hack with uh, different people and just seeing like that that you know that lasso that you can kick out and you know hack into a person's body and shut them down that way like i I really want to understand how that all works because uh having like different statuses on enemies and being able to use something to disable like parts of their functionality or like lower their defenses really makes it easier if i'm happy with a certain type of loadout for weapons and guns uh that that if i can use that to help kind of you know if, if i can get through a, an animal by um shooting him that's great but if he doesn't have any augments it's going to really kill my net runner ability so i, I want to see how that Im- impacts uh with with hacking into things and stuff so that's probably my first if i could choose anything from the get-go mm-hmm. how about you mm-hmm. interesting um so to go along with this whole like combat focus um having uh augments for uh vision and hearing I think would be really cool being able to sense people around corners. Um, I always enjoy playing open world games with a very kind of stealth play style. So I'm hoping that there are things in the game that will allow me to say, you know, uh, sneak up on people and then just like know where everybody is in a room so I can just bust through the door and just like stab this guy in the face and zip over to this guy and like, you know, (laughs) punch him in the gut and then blow his head off. And, you know, like uh, that, uh, general better awareness of the environment than your enemy has is kind of a really cool sense so vision and and hearing types of uh, augments i think might be what i go to first um great question uh no if playstation is going to censor uh not only in japan um i haven't heard anything about the playstation censoring have you heard anything about that I haven't heard anything specifically, but I know that PlayStation does tend to censor their games in Japan a lot, uh, especially with nudity. That's just a a thing that they're very particular culturally wise. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that they're going to have to deal with limitations just like China. China's going to have a lot of uh, probably iconography that they're going to have to get replaced for their version just to make sure that it, it, it passes the the restrictions that china has on a lot of their games uh, and game companies so as far as i know um most countries will probably get the same version and with very little uh censorship just because of where it's coming from and and what they're what they're planning with this game it's it's clear that they want to make this game as uh visceral and and as as in, i can't think of the right word for it but they, they <laughs> want to make sure that you 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 experience everything the way that they're intending it so i'm sure it'll probably be just fine if you're if you're looking for all the the gore guts and uh glorification that that you want from this game or guts and glorification that should be the name of this episode all right guys i think (laughs) that that does it uh for this episode of the cyberpunk lorecast thank you for being here thank you for tuning in live uh logan and i love hanging out with you guys every saturday night this is one of the highlights of our week to get to just nerd out about this really cool stuff that we're super excited about with uh our friends on the internet so thank you for being there i know a number of you guys by name you are in the discord server if you aren't in the discord server jumping in sharing 
fun stuff about the games that you've been playing, news and all sorts of things, then definitely go check out the Robots Radio Discord. There's a link in the show notes underneath the video. And um, we'd love to we'd love to hang out with you guys. Just come hang out with us. And Logan and I both stream. Logan, how can people tune into what you're doing, both on stream and your other shows? Um, if people want to get a hold of me, which they have, so thank you for those that have, uh, you can always reach me on twitch.tv forward slash C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. That's just Capt Logan on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always listen to my Sea of Thieves podcast, Keelhauled. Uh, it's easy. In fact, I just got the podcast on Amazon Music. So now if yeah. you have Amazon Prime, yep. uh, you can you can just search Sea of Thieves in any of your podcatchers and podcast, and you'll pop up with uh, mine. Mine's going to be the the probably the main one that you'll run into. So, if you like Sea of Thieves, it's double gold, double uh, reputation weekend right now. It's International Ooh. Talk Like a Pirate Day today. Is, oh, we should uh, have done the whole show in pirate speech. No, what were we thinking? That. That's re- <laughs> 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 we were thinking that would be ridiculous because this is the Cyberpunk podcast. Oh, right, right, right. Talking about Cyberpunk. Don't all talk that other like pirates unless maybe they I do mean, they, they might they could maybe we could make that a thing can we make that a thing um maybe you could role play your character that way if you wanted maybe that's what we'll do maybe first character i'm going to be a voodoo boy who's pirate. a pirate a voodoo pirate. and pirate boy on pacifica i like it we're Vo- gonna have a pirate gang voodoo pirate gang <laughs> sweet i love it awesome yeah so yeah those are those are the ways you can get a hold of me and i just have to say you guys in chat are awesome everyone that's listening you guys are awesome thank you so much for the support thank you so much for for listening we're just as excited for cyberpunk as you guys are but yeah i'm, I'm thankful for you guys yeah thanks for being here and uh we have uh, another comment um have we played the demo uh we haven't played the demo. neither of us have gotten the early build of the game uh we're hoping at some point maybe maybe you know, somebody will hand us a little, hey, check this out, uh, preview build or something like that to, to take a look. Or, you know, if if any if any of you are listening and you are part of CD Projekt Red and you would like us to do a review when it comes out or something like that, we would love to to do that as well. Um, you know how to get a hold of us, uh, robotsradio.net for all our stuff. I stream regularly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash robotsradio, so I would love for you guys to hang out with me. Um, I'm going to be trying to stream every night that I possibly can. I'm, I've got shows many of the nights, and the shows the nights that I don't have shows, when I can, I will be streaming. So come jump in games with me, and definitely when this game comes out, I will be streaming it. I will be doing playthroughs, and I will definitely want to hang out with you guys as as. I do so so we can experience this together. So thank you for being there. I also do a number of other shows on the Robots Radio Network and run the network. Check out the other shows, robotsradio.net. If it has Lorecast in the name, chances are it's probably mine. There's not a 100% chance, but if it's Fall Lorecast, Elder Scrolls Lorecast, D&D Lorecast, or the Cyberpunk Lorecast, those are mine. If you like those shows, go listen to those too. All right. Thank you for being here. And uh, we're going to end the episode. You guys stay safe in Night City, and we will see you next time. Talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. 
This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network. Smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. There's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember... Beauty is in the eye of the controller.